0: All right, praise God. Okay. Uh, we're going to <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> we're going to pick back up on the message called Be the Light. Where we were talking before about becoming that light of God and, and the base text was Matthew five, fourteen through sixteen let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. Amen. And we talked about having been in the darkness and coming into his marvelous light. Amen. And as long as Jesus was in the world, he was the light. And we talked about how him telling us that we are the light of the world. Amen. A city is set upon a hill. Now let's go down and we're going to go into... looking a little closer into what it means to be that light, some of the responsibilities involved with that. Amen. Now, the light is, in our lives, can be many, many things. So I want to take a look here this morning about how that it applies to us and how that we have a responsibility and opportunity in becoming and maintaining and being that light. The Bible told us in the original text in Ephesians 5.8, we need to turn over there, I guess, and so let's get, get closer to the base text there. Ephesians 5.8 says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the, in the Lord. Walk as children of light, amen. So we're walking as children of God, who is the light, and we are become the children of light. When he left, as long as he was in the world, he was the light of the world. But what he did was passed it off to us, amen. And he brought the light to us, and it was just as if he had come and lit us with a, with a torch, He lit us up with the light of His Word, and He made us lights. Amen. How did He do that? How did He make us the light? That's right. He gave us the Word. The Word is the light. He wrote it upon their hearts. The things that we read in the Bible, these men wrote. And in the Gospels... They wrote what He taught them. That's what they're doing. And, and they wrote it down after they had learned it from Jesus. These were words like the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5-7. through All these things that are written were were like the book of Matthew. That is the gospel according to Matthew. So in other words, what it is, it's Matthew wrote down all the things that Jesus did, all the things that Jesus said, the story of Jesus, everything that he did while he was with them, or not everything, but the, all the things that he wrote were things Jesus did while he was with them. So, and then you got the gospel of John, uh, Matthew, Mark. Uh, gospel according to Mark, Gospel according to Luke, and Gospel according to John. <clears throat> so those are gospels. Those are their their takes on what Jesus did. That's why uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke look so much alike. They're 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 their rendition of what happened. Uh, uh, and so it's it's Matthew's uh, uh, take on it, Mark's take on it, Luke's take on it. And so but what those things are is things that Jesus came and did. Jesus came and lived and spoke the word. He enlightened them by what He said. He taught them how to, why did, why, and Jesus came from the Word as well, but why did, Jesus, why did Jesus not have to have a manual like we do? Why did He not have to have a, 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 a manual to look at what, like we do? When He was on the Sermon on the Mount, He wasn't reading out of a Bible. He was the manual. That's That's awesome, brother. That's exactly right. Praise God. He was the manual. Praise the Lord. He was the one. He was that light. And His words brought the light to us. That light that was in Him came through His voice, and He enlightened His people there and taught them, and they passed it on down. Now, you have to understand something. This is this is why this Bible is so, so serious and it's so it's so important not to change the word of God. Because man, there's so much can be lost in translation. There's so much can be lost. Have you ever seen a story change between one and two people? You know you start something over here, started out with a guy who had a hangnail. Next thing goes through forty seven people man he he died, got run over, he came back to life, killed three three people and man, he had fourteen car wrecks, and it, you know fell off a building i mean it, and it, you know the only thing left was this hangnail, That's how it ends up coming back around I mean you, you know just that people add to it and take away from it, change it you know <laughs> I mean, it it's it's amazing I've seen that happen myself, I know probably you have as well, but uh <clears throat> But that's why it's so important and why I'm a stickler about holding fast to that word, not changing one jot nor tittle, not one word. Because Jesus was that light. And anything that's changed from what He gave to what we have, it's not light. Anything you change cannot be the light. There's only one light, folks. So it's very important you're careful with how you, uh, uh, that's why I say the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says so much. Because I don't want to change that. First of all, I can't change that. I don't have the authority to change that. Even God himself does not have the authority to change the Word of God. Do you know that? Do you realize that he, he, he made it that way? He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will not pass away. He cannot change the word once it was written. Now, there was times in the Bible where he, he, the Bible says he was going to destroy somebody like Nineveh. He was going to destroy Nineveh, but he sent Jonah over to talk to Nineveh so that they would repent. He did finally, after all the problems, he finally did what he was told to do. I think I might be one of his descendants. <clears throat> uh, but uh, anyway, he finally did what the Lord told him to do. And, and you know, he, he still didn't, he still got mad. He still got mad about it, you know. After he done one you, see, that's why I didn't want to go over because you saved them, you know. Uh, yeah, as opposed to what I'm fixing to do to you, is that what you're saying, you know? But <clears throat> anyway, so he, uh, uh, but but anyway, the Bible says the Lord repented of what he had planned to do to Nineveh. It means he stopped and he changed his mind and didn't do it. But this was before it was written. Once it becomes the written word. It's unmovable. It's unchangeable. It cannot be changed. You see what I mean? That's why this is so very important. That's why it's so important. Even the Lord God Himself made it that way. Now, He said that no, not one jot or tittle shall be changed. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will not pass away. Amen. Okay, so we have a moral responsibility and an absolute obligation to walk as lights. Christian conduct and Christian speech is considered as our walking in the light. The Bible tells us to walk as light. What does that mean to walk as light? What does that mean? It does. It's exactly what it means. It means walk holy. It means walk honestly upright. It means to walk in purity it means to be a living epistle remember we had a we had a message on that not long ago about being a living epistle which means that's the epistle the word of god there but being living epistle which means what we need to be a living word a living example amen have you ever heard of somebody saying do as i say do not as i do well, that's a parent saying that's a that's a mom and daddy saying I didn't say do as I do. I said do as I say do. Amen. Now, that's not really a good rule of thumb. But you know what? Whenever you... How many of you ever made a mistake or, or somebody... You didn't probably do it, but somebody else let the cat out of the bag about something you did when you was younger? And then when your kids get old enough and you tell them don't do that, and what's the first thing they say? Oh, but you did it. You did it. See? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you folks, that's why that's why we are to walk this path of righteousness. That's why we are to walk the path of holiness. We are to be living epistles, living examples. We are to be a living light. Because these people are in darkness and they don't know they're in darkness. Let me tell you something, folks. You're not going to have a very good success rate at telling people they're living in darkness. But I'll tell you what's going to be a much better success rate is if you walk up next to them and your light shines and then they see they're in darkness. If you will let your light shine, that's what gets their attention. Perfect example of it right there. That... And, and I'm going to be preaching on your sister from uh, from now till the cows come home of her coming and saying that, you know what? It does not matter what you tell them, but you know what really made the world a difference is what they see. When they see, there's a difference. That's what makes the difference. When they see that there's a change, then they want to know what's going on. It ain't what you tell them. It's what they see. That's being the light. That's being the light. That means from your actions and from what they see, there's something different. They see something different. That's what the world needs to see. The world needs to see... This is supposed to be a church. 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 This, 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 and this, and this is supposed to be a church. They're all different names. They're all different types of churches, supposedly, but they all are doing the same thing. They look alike. They sound alike. They are alike. And I can see any one of them at a bar or down at the wine shop getting wine. I can see some over here. This one's in the bikini at the beach. And this one over here is in a thong swinging from a pole. And this one's over here doing all kind of crazy stuff. This one over here, Mr. Smith smooching on Mrs. Jones and all that kind of stuff. But yet they're in the house that they call the house of God on Sundays if they're not on the golf course or fishing or hunting or whatever. But then there's this little church that don't have very many people. In the woods over there, if you pass the big oak, you've gone too far. It's two deer and one salt lick to the right. <laughs> yeah, that's my deer, man. <laughs> yeah. i let them go over every now and then. <laughs> I told them to quit crossing that street. <laughs> yeah, they don't pay much attention. They come over to my front yard right over here too next to the fence and they don't really pay you much attention. That's my dog comes out. And then they try to run him to death. Yeah. Yeah. Straighten up. Fly right. Now. So there's this little church. And I don't know what it is about that little church, but there's some difference. Something's different. Something's different. It must be a cult. That's what it is. It's got to be a cult. Because they won't miss church for nothing. You know what? That's what the Bible says. When Jesus is the most important thing in your life, church will be too. And did you know Jesus won't accept anything less than that? Did you know that? Do you know He won't accept second best? He won't be second to anything. Do you know that? You know I love this woman. Words couldn't even describe how much I love this woman. She is my world, man. I'm going to tell you. There's nothing. There's not... Next to God, there's nothing I love like I love my wife. I mean, we're just one person. We're that close. I love her, cherish her, I honor her. But you know what? She's second to God. God's first. As good as she's been to me, he's been better. Amen. Amen everything in your life needs to be second or beyond to god and that's how he expects it to be it's how he requires it to be because anything less than that will not be acceptable to god no matter what and so when you and 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 how many of you how many of you know we take this a whole lot more serious than most folks out there. I mean, buddy, <clears throat> I mean, people look and say, well, what, mean, what, what do you mean you can't miss church? What do you mean you can't miss church? Well, first of all, you know, I would tell them, well, I didn't say I couldn't miss church. I'm not going to miss church. I'm sure I could miss church if that's what I wanted to do, but I'm not going to miss church. Let me tell you something, folks. If the Lord come back for me and church was going on, this is where I want to be. (laughs) I guarantee you. This is where I want to be. I don't want to be on no golf course, man. You know. (laughs) Yeah, this is where I want to be. I want to be in church. Amen. And i tell you what. I don't know when He's coming. I want to make sure that I don't miss an opportunity to be in the house of God. Amen. And there's a reason for it. We're going to talk about that tonight. Amen. There's a reason for that. Amen. So what we do, I'm going to tell you, even if people don't say nothing to you, they're talking about you. I guarantee you're the topic. You're the topic of a lot of conversations before your sister came, said that to you. She's talked to other people about you. I guarantee you, she has, Mama and Daddy or somebody. She's talked to somebody about you. You know, have you noticed? Uh, have you noticed Barbara? You know, man, she just seems to be so much happier and things. She just you just look joy. I just I don't. Know. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, man, we're the topic of conversation. They'll never let you know it, but we are. You know. And it's a good thing. They ain't talking bad about you. You know, hopefully. <laughs> I hope they're not. <laughs> but if they are talking bad about you, one good thing about that is they're giving somebody else a break. <clears throat> but uh, but praise God, you know, that it's, it's good that they see a difference. It's good to be different. Amen. It's good to be different because I don't want to be like this world out there. I don't approve of what they do. Neither does God. I want to be like this Word tells me I need to be. Amen. And I just believe the Word. I mean... I believe the word, praise God. Now. So, as it tells us to walk as walk as the light. Walking indicates forward motion. It means moving forward. Now, we're going to get some scriptures here uh Brother Brother Jay, give me uh, Jeremiah 10, 23 through 25. Sister Sharon, give me Psalms 23 and 3. Sister Tara, Psalms 5, 8. Sister Brenda, give me Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Sister Hoy, would you get me Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1, please? Sister Erica, would you get me Ephesians 2:19 through 22? And who's who else? Is that who else? Oh, honey, get me Philippians 3:12. Okay, so Okay, who's got uh Yeah, 10, 10, 23 through 25. Brother, you got that? Go ahead. Yes, see that? Oh, Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. Listen to that. Okay? It's not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Yes, sir. Yes, right. Yes, see that call not on thy name. That two twenty five? Okay. So it's not in man that walketh to direct his steps. So as we walk through this life, we're not, it's not in us to direct our steps. So what do we need to do? We need to use the Word of God. The Bible says in, in, in 119, 105 of Psalms, it says, Thy Word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet, see? And so we use the Word of God to direct our steps because it's not in man that walketh. So that's why I don't come with theory. That's why I come with the Word of God because it's not in us to know how to direct our own steps. It's not in us that walketh. It's not in man that walketh to direct his own steps. So that's why I come from the Word of God. It's in the Word of God to direct our steps. The Word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Amen? So that's what it's talking about. Okay, sis, so what you got? Uh, yes, I think so, yeah. Hebrews one. See that? So it says, hey, let us go on to perfection, not not going back to the beginning again, you know, let us leave, let us leave. What's the first part of that again? Read that again, sis, the very first part of that. The principles of the doctrine. That's good. Okay, so therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine, the principles of the very beginning of it, the principles are the foundation of it. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, so on so forth. So those are the principles of the doctrine, but there's much more to that. There's much more to the Word of God than just those principles of the doctrine, holiness and all that kind of stuff, but there's a lot of details. And he says, let us leave. The principles, not returning unto that, we need to go on unto perfection. What does perfection mean? It means completion. It's not talking about being perfect or without flaw, but it says go on to completion. Amen. So that's what we're doing is going on to completion. And we're learning more and more and more and more. And that helps us to grow. Amen. It's just like a child. Just like a child, the more that they know, the more they grow up here. Not just talking about physical, but it's talking about up here. So you grow in the Lord by the more that you know. Amen. You know a whole lot more than most of the people around you know about the Word of God because you're in a place that teaches a whole lot more than than a lot of the places that they go. So, praise God for that. Okay, who's got uh, who's got Psalms twenty three three? He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Notice that. And say He leads you in the path of righteousness just for the heck of it. He's leading them in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. So the ones He's leading in the paths of righteousness are ones that are called by His name. That message that that, that so many people use doesn't even apply to them. They're not called by His name, so it doesn't apply to them. See? So... He leads them in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. So it's those that are called by His name that He's leading in that path of righteousness. And it's so that it won't shine a bad light on His good name. He leads us in the, in, in the right path. In righteousness, He leads us to, to go the right way so that when people... So we don't give the enemy opportunity to blaspheme. You understand what I mean? So we don't give the devil opportunity to say, oh, see, uh-huh, look what they're doing. And did you know, the first time you do something that's really out of the way, 900 people be watching. That's just the way it works. It don't matter, man, it don't matter what comes or goes, buddy. If you, I'm going to tell you, and if it don't happen that way, you feel so guilty, you'll call your pastor and tell him all about it. I had one sister hanging out at a bar one day and she called me and told me about it. She I'd have never known it. <laughs> but she had to call me, tell me. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> she was covering her bases. <laughs> Just in case you in case you hear it, I want you to hear it from me first. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, praise God. I ain't worried about you becoming no drunk, sis. But. <laughs> Amen. But you know what? I'll tell you, that devil, he's always watching us, man. He's looking for opportunity, man, to blaspheme. And I guarantee you the first time something happens, man, there'll be somebody right there watching, trying to wag at tail and wag at tongue. That ain't no big deal. We don't we don't worry about all that mess. But you ain't gonna see me hanging out at Specs, and I ain't gonna park my car in front of my truck in front of Specs and go over to the store over here. I'm gonna park it on the other side parking lot or wherever. I'm not gonna park in front of Specs and and you know what I mean. You just have to be careful because the enemy's always looking for opportunity. You know. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Anyway and he'll explore it any kind of way he can. Okay, uh, Psalms five eight. Who's got that one? Psalms five, eight. Oh, yeah, make thy way straight before my face. Praise God. Lead me, O oh Lord. Amen. We need God to lead us because we are the light. Amen. And we must be careful as we walk in the light. We have a responsibility. Amen. It's not just opportunity that God gives us. But it becomes a responsibility. I mean, it becomes a commandment. He said, he didn't say, hey, you know, over in in Mark 16, he didn't say, listen. I mean, you know, if you kind of, well, you know, I mean, if you feel like it. You know, I mean, well, you know, if you just feel like getting out of your bubble, you know, kind of get time to, you know, get out of your little space, or if you just feel up to it and you ain't got nothing going on, and a little spare time. Maybe you might, you know, go and preach the gospel. I mean, you know, under a few people, you know, I mean, you know. I never read it like that. He said, go ye therefore. Now, he didn't, that doesn't sound like a, doesn't sound like a suggestion to me. Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel unto every creature he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Why would he put something like that in the Word? These signs are going to follow them that believe. What's he saying right there? You know what? What he's saying is, you're the light. You're the light of the world. You go and preach this gospel unto every creature. And if they believe, they're going to become the light. You're going to see their light shining. He said, hey... And these signs shall follow them that believe. Amen. So, if there's no signs, then they're not a believer. Because the Bible didn't say, and these signs might follow them that believe. Is that what it said? It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, listen, that don't mean... Hey, Rome wasn't built in a day. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you, man you know this is a long walk <clears throat> this is a long walk all god expects us to do in this walk is the best we can amen but the bible says these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils they shall speak with new son- with new tongues the bible says they shall take up serpents they shall speak with new tongues <clears throat> that does not mean they're going to be playing with snakes they shall speak with new tongues he said if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. All those are things that are gifts of the Holy Ghost. That's over in Matthew, I mean in uh, Mark 16, verse 15 through 20. Bible goes down in verse 20, it says, And they went every, preaching everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. See, there's that light. The Lord gave his word to us. I'm giving the word to you. The more that you get, the more this word you get, the brighter your light shines. The more that you walk in this or the more power that you have to shine that light. Let me put it that way. And then the more you walk in this, the brighter your light shines to people. And it gets to shining so bright, people start noticing your light's brighter. Did you clean your bulb? Or did you just change to a stronger wattage? Oh, honey, I changed to a much stronger wattage. This is an aircraft landing light. Amen. Oh, yes. Yes, I traded the little 10-watt bulb in for a six twenty 620, six hundred twenty seven trillion trillion-watt. Burned the pavement out from under your uh, 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 light. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a big change. Amen. But then you become that light. And you know what is you know why we need to be the light? Because I tell you what a light will do, a light will draw you. A light will draw somebody out of the darkness. If you think everything ain't drawn to the light, walk out on your porch tonight after dark. Ever ever insect within a half a mile of your house will be on your porch trying to find out what the heck is going on. There's a light over here. They don't know why they're smacking their head against the light. They just keep smacking the light, smacking the light. Well, that's what you need to be. It doesn't matter what they think or what. It doesn't matter why they're there as long as they come to the light. When they get close enough to you, when they want to know what the heck's going on with you, why is things different with you, then you tell them, I've made a change. Change of life, that's right. I've made a change. Mm -hmm. I've had a change of life. What's different, man? Something different about you, yeah? Man, how come I don't see you no more? You know, how come, man, you know, used to, man, we used to do it, yeah. I've made some changes, you know, made some changes in my life. (laughs) Oh, you think you're better? Oh, no, absolutely not. But I sure am glad God cared enough about me to help me find the truth, you know. I'm thankful for it because I tell you, I sure wasn't worthy of it. But I sure am thankful. Praise God. So, who's got the next scripture there? Who's got, uh, let me see here. Yeah, Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Oh, it's a good scripture. Write that down. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Man, I tell you what, y'all need to write that down and underline that in your Bibles, too, whenever you get a chance. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Man, that is so important. And it's talking about walking in that light. Read that again, sister. Mm Mm-hmm. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Listen, I don't care what they're preaching. If it's not this word right here, it's ungodly. Ungodly don't just mean you're drinking a Budweiser and smoking a joint. Ungodly don't just mean you're hanging out at clubs and all that kind of stuff. Ungodly is anything that God is not doing. That's ungodly. It's not godly. That's ungodly. If it's, if the Word of God is not from this book right here, it is ungodly. So I don't care if they got a, a master's degree or a doctor's degree in theology and all that. If they're not preaching what I'm preaching right here, what they're preaching is ungodly. It's not godly. So And, and you know what? There are millions walking in the counsel of those men. Millions, And that means they're walking in the counsel of the ungodly. You see? See how that puts a whole different spin on it. It's not just walking in the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, you're following Donald Trump around or following some of these these, uh, 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 cartels around and, and, and following what they're talking about. It's talking about anything that is not godly. Walking in the counsel of something that's not godly. How many of you know that if the word is not being preached out of this book right here, it's not godly? There's only one message, folks, and it ain't got nothing to do with it because I'm preaching it. The word is. It's unmovable. The word is. That's That settles it right there. The word is. Amen. I just happen to be one that preaches what is. I mean, that's it. I'm just one of, one of the tools in his toolbox. But it, it, it has nothing to do with it being me. The word is settled. So anybody's not preaching this, you know what the word of God says about it. The word of God says over in Galatians one eight nine, it says, "Though we are an angel from heaven, come preaching any other gospel than that you've received, let him be accursed. Even if it's an angel from heaven comes preaching any other any other gospel than that you've received, let him be accursed." So that's Paul saying right there. Hey, you know what? If it's not this, it's ungodly. Even if an angel from heaven's preaching it, it's still ungodly. See, the devil—how many of you know the devil was an angel from heaven, and what he was preaching was not godly, and what he's preaching today is not godly. How many of you know he's preaching in more churches than I am? He's preaching in more churches than, than the people of God are preaching in this morning. I promise you that, a hundred to one, maybe ten thousand to one—I don't know. I guarantee you the, the devil's preaching over a lot of pulpits this morning. He don't miss church. I guarantee you, the devil don't miss church. Okay, who's got the, who's got the next one? Oh, Okay, finish that up. Now, blessed are the uh, is a man that walketh not in the or uh, walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the same way that sinners stand. Okay. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Amen. His delight is in the law of the Lord, the word of God. Okay. And in his law, doth he meditate day and night? Mm. Yes. Wither. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wonderful? Man, that's a beautiful scripture. Beautiful scripture. Mm. Praise God. Be, he shall be like a tree. Praise God. Planted by the rivers of living water, man. Mm. Praise God, and he shall bring forth his fruit in due season, in his season. Amen. You know, that's my prayer, Lord. Help me to bring forth fruit while it's my season. And, Lord, help my leaf to not wither away. Help whatever I do to prosper, Lord, in the kingdom of God. Amen. (laughs) What better prayer is there than that? Okay. Okay. Now who's got Philippians three <coughs> twelve? Mm-hmm. Amen. Now <coughs> what is uh okay, Ephesians two nineteen through twenty two. Come on. Okay, now listen carefully. See, now this I would say to you listen very carefully because this is a word to this church right here. Start it over but listen I want you to I want you to hear I want you to hear Paul speaking to the people and this is Philippians Ephesians he's talking to the to Ephesus the, the church in Ephesus here the Ephesians listen to what he's saying listen this is to you as well listen Now therefore You are no more strangers and foreigners, listen, but fellow citizens citizens with what? Fellow citizens with the saints, okay? So he's saying, hey, you ain't no longer strangers now. You're in this thing. You're no longer strangers and foreigners like the people out there, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, okay? Go ahead. And of the household of God. See that, you're fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. So, you belong to the household of God now, you see, because you are called by his name. Amen. So, you are one of the citizens of the kingdom. You're no longer, you're no longer of a democracy. You just live in this world, but you're not of this world. You're in the world, but not of the world. You became, you gave up your citizenship to this world. You're no longer a citizen of this world. Now you're a citizen of heaven. You're a citizen in the kingdom of God. I feel that, Lord. Praise God. You're citizens of the kingdom of heaven, and you're walking through the world below. That's all. But see, all that's changed. Your life's changed. So you're no longer strangers and foreigners, but you're fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. You belong to the house of God. You belong to His house. Amen. It's like this. It's like this, brother. If you got somebody that's visiting you at your house, they may get away with doing something for a minute that's maybe against your standards or your rules. But if they decide they're moving in, things going to change. Why is that? The rules are the rules, and you got rules in your house. And if you're going to stay in this house, this is the rules. And know that we ain't having none of that. We ain't having none of that. And there will be some of this, and there will be some of that. And that's just, that's just want to let you know, because that's how it is if you're going to stay here. Okay? And so that's what Paul was telling the Ephesians. He said, hey, you need to understand something. No, no. No, no. All that's over with now. You're no longer strangers and foreigners, but now you're grafted in and said, now... Now you're fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Now you belong to the king. Now you're in the kingdom. Now there's a whole different set of rules and standards that you need to live by, not as, a, not as somebody that's just visiting, but you're, now you're home here. This is, now you're at home here. This is your home. And so because it's your home, you have to go by the house rules. You see what I mean? The rules that God set forth. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so we're built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. What does that mean? What does that mean? Right, but I mean it says we're built on the foundation of the apostles. That's right. We're built on the foundation of the apostles. That means what they preached. That's what we build our. That's what we build our lives upon. We are built up as Christians upon the word that they put forth and they got it from jesus it said jesus christ himself being the chief cornerstone so jesus was the cornerstone he built his word into them they became lights and they sent the word out they took the word out and preached it and so paul was telling the ephesians hey man this is this is the word that came forth from the lord his chief cornerstone this is the word that came forth to to us the apostles or his apostles and me uh, as an apostle and 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 this is the word that's built into you, and so you must become a light as well. That's exactly what he was telling them. This was built on the apostles' doctrine, and this is built upon what Jesus gave the apostles. What I preach is the same exact thing Paul preached, the same exact thing Peter, James, and John preached, the same exact thing Jesus taught them is exactly what I preach. I carry it uncut, I didn't cut any, I didn't add nothing to it. I'm taking nothing from it. It's just exactly like Jesus put it forth, to the best of my ability. if there's I, All I can preach is what I got. If there was more to this that I didn't get in my book, then I'm not held accountable for that. But everything God gave me to, to use, I've not changed it a bit. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean I, I have a free ticket in. I've got to live this to make it myself. And each of you have to live it. But I can promise you, I'm not changing the Word. For me or for anybody, it is the rules of the house. Amen. Just like you said it. The rules are the rules. The rules are the rules. There they are. They're in your hand. There's the rule book. Amen. It ain't going to change for me. It ain't going to change for you. It's not going to change for the greatest person ever lived. It's not going to change for anybody. Didn't change for Paul. Didn't change for Peter. Didn't change for James or John. Sure ain't going to change for me. Reckon it'll change for you? Amen. But well, I can tell you what, it may seem a little stringent, but you're going to sure be glad when you're home. Amen. It'll sure be good then, won't it? Praise God. Come on. Mm, man. Oh. See, that? that's one of those... Movements to me, man, because there's so much that just was just said in that last minute, right, 30 seconds right there. I mean, it's just mind-boggling how much was just declared right there. I mean, we're built together in whom all we are built together, and and we're, we're built together unto a holy temple. All of us built together become a holy temple. And then what does it say next? Okay, and then we're built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Each of us become a habitation for the Lord Himself. That's the Holy Ghost. And then us together become a large habitation for the Holy Ghost to manifest Himself throughout all and in all and through all and the Lord being glorified through it all. A holy temple, praise God, and a habitation... For God Himself to dwell in through the Spirit. Amen. And so the more holy each of us become, the more holy the church becomes. The brighter each individual light becomes, the brighter the church becomes together. You see what I mean? A chain is only as strong as its weakest link. You ever heard that? That's a fact, isn't it? Amen. So you know what we have to do? We have to try to be as strong a link as we can be. Amen. We just have to try to be as strong a link as we... Now, let me tell you what. There's going to be some time that your link might get a little weak. It's the nature of this life. We live in a sinful world. Sinful sinful world. We're surrounded by it sometimes. But you know what? That's why the Lord sent them out two by two. Listen, you are of the church and the household of God. And so there may be times you need to pick that phone up and yoke up with somebody and say, Wow, you know, uh, pray for me. You know, I mean... Or send a text, whatever. Pray for me. Pray for, you know, whatever, whatever the situation may be. And and we draw strength from one another. That's when four or five chains will show up and say, hey, we got this. <laughs> hook me up. Okay, yeah, man, me too. Hook me up. Got a chain here. It's a little bit weak. I tried, man. I tried. I got four chains. So hook me up over here. Come on, Bill. Hook up over here. Come on, come on, honey. Hook up over here. All right, sister. Okay, brother. Hook up over here. Well, you snatch the bumper plumb off that joker, man, ain't chain ain't gonna break. Chain ain't gonna break. Amen. Put it in seventy-eight wheel drive. You're coming out of there. Amen. And that's just the way it is. We yoke up together. I told you we run in packs. We run in packs. We ain't going ain't, ain't nobody gonna single us out and get us. We run in packs. Amen. Praise God. And I, I'll tell you what. And you see some of these little, some of these little frail women that's so frail. <laughs> this little woman right here, boy. <laughs> I'll never forget it. We had a revival for fifteen days, man. And man. <laughs> oh boy, i tell you what. She was a little bitty thing too, size zero. Man said, she, man, she come look like Bruce Lee. I ain't kidding you, man. This dude dude man this dude come in, he was so drunk. When we had it at fifteen, I had a three hundred seat tent. It's bigger than this building, man. And I, man, and, and, so boy, we, we had a bunch of, I was baptizing a bunch of people. It was in November in Tennessee. It was snowing outside, man. It was below zero, and I'm, I had a big horse trough out there with a big heater blown on the side of it, and on a big trailer, you know, and so I had, to, it was nice and warm, you know, till you got out and froze solid, but, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, but here come this guy over to the, from the recovery house next door, you know. Here he come, he come across there and, Drunk man, drunker. Now I mean he was sloppy drunk, buddy. Big old guy, you know. And and this woman on the trailer was I was fixing to baptize her in Jesus' name, you know, at the revival. And uh, he come up, hey baby, hey honey, you know, hey honey, honey, how you doing, you know? And so my wife got in between them. I was up there fixing to baptize this woman on the trailer. And she got in between them, you know, and 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 man, he got up all behind her neck. She just went, "Bap!" Smacked him. Get back, Satan, she said. <laughs> she, yeah, get back, Satan. Smacked that guy right, man. And, and buddy, he flew back, you know. Oh well, but he he flew back, and man, and then here he come again. I ain't kidding you, man. I'm going to tell you, angels are powerful, buddy. He come up to the edge of that trailer again, and I was if I wouldn't have been in the baptistry or there, I'd have smacked him on out of there myself, but he was so drunk, and he walked up to the edge of that trailer. Hey, baby. Hey, honey. And, and so I, I'm going to tell you, God is my witness. The Lord picked that dude up, son, and slammed him face first. Feet plumb up off the ground, face first into that trailer. Bashed his face in. I ain't kidding you. His feet come plumb up off the ground. Bam! Just like that. I mean his feet was up here. Boom! His face was he just smashed his face right in the trailer. Angel did that, buddy. I'm gonna tell you. I just man, boom, blood went everywhere. He got up <laughs> oh eh. Wow. Oh, <laughs> Craziest thing i ever seen. You know what? He left. He left. He got up and left. I mean, I wouldn't want to be him the next day because, oh, man, he wasn't feeling no pain that night, but oh, I wouldn't want to be him the next day. You're talking about a hangover, son. Woo. Anyway, he stumbled on off. Somebody carried him back over. But, uh, oh, wow. Mm. Anyway, but i tell you what. Somebody's. Some of these ladies, I'll tell you what, buddy, can yoke up with you and, and help you pray through some things, man. I'm going to tell you that, boy, God, God listens to these women's prayers. Amen. And, and I'll tell you what, praise God for the women of God. Amen. Okay. Now, okay, Who, is, is that the last of the Scriptures right there that I gave out? Okay, so, amen. Now. The Bible tells us also that we must mind the same thing, and we need to speak the same thing. Amen. So let's look at uh, let us, let us walk by the same. Let's look Philippians. Uh, look at Philippians three sixteen. Who's who's got uh, who's got that for me? Philippians three sixteen. Okay, go ahead. See that? Let us mind the same thing. Let us walk by the same rule. That's what we do in this church. We all walk by the same rules. We all about walk by the same thing. See what I mean? Okay. Now, uh, okay, we're going to get one more scripture, and then we'll, we'll call it a day, uh, call it a morning for you. Okay. Uh, sister, would you get me First Corinthians one ten, please, ma'am. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Now, it tells us in the one she just read over in Philippians there, 3.16, to mind the same things and walk in the same way. But let's look what it says over here in the, in this 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians uh, 11. No, wait a minute. What? Uh, 1 and 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Yeah, some of them pages stick together. Mine does the same thing. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, chapter 1, verse 10, yes. Now, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Go ahead. See that? See that? Man, underline that in your Bibles. That is so important. So important. He said, I beseech you, man, listen, that you all speak the same thing. That's exactly why that I'm so adamant about you learning the Word because I don't want there to be a time... We're, we're speaking different things or have different ideas and theories about things. We are, we are to walk in the same way. We are to speak the same words. That's concerning doctrine is what that's concerning. We are to speak the same doctrine. You know, Jesus' name, baptism, holiness, holiness standards, uh, not lying, stealing, cheating, and, and those type of things, which goes without saying, but but at the same hand, we we speak the same thing. We speak the same doctrine. We follow the same doctrine, which is the the apostles' doctrine. Which is no. What is the apostles' doctrine? No, that's the book of Acts. What? That's right. In the teaching of the apostles to to us, to you know, they carried it on just exactly what he taught. That's right. That Jesus was the chief cornerstone. He, he taught them the Word of God. And the apostles' doctrine was the doctrine that they learned from Him, and then they carried it forward. They, it was a relay race, just like a relay race. They handed it off to, to our forefathers, and, and we hand it off now the same thing that they had. Amen. So the apostles' doctrine is the doctrine that the apostles taught, and they got it from Jesus being the chief cornerstone. He is the beginning of the building, which is the chief cornerstone, the head of the corner. He's the beginning of the building project. They were the foundation of the project, okay? The apostles and and, and and the prophets were the foundation. And then we are the building project. It's going up, 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 up. We're building ever more, 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 more. Before you can get the third floor built, you got to have a foundation. And you got to have a first floor, second floor. Then you get a third floor. And after the third floor, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, right on up, see? But, I mean, listen, man, if you don't get each one right the one above it ain't going to be ain't going to be right you got to stay true plumb level and square with everything that is done before you you got to keep it exactly like that because if you keep it just like they gave it to you it will line up all the way back to the head of the corner when you keep your when you keep what they gave to you the ones before you plumb square and true and level then it lines up plumb, square, true, and level to the very first pin, which is the head of the corner. And it must stay that way all the way up or it cannot stand. So that's why we're so careful to line up with what we've been taught and line it up with the Word of God. It's not just enough that you're taught. That's why I always say. Don't take my word for it. Line it up with what we've been taught. Line it up with what what it started with. If what I teach you don't line up with the Word of God that's in your hand, then I'm wrong. just that simple. And that's not simple. That's a bad thing. If it don't line up with the Word of God, buddy, run. Run from it. I don't want you to ever just take my word for it. That's why I always say, if you have your Bibles, will you? See what I mean? I want you to know what the Bible says about it because that's what really matters. Amen. Stand with me today. Amen. Praise God. Is there anybody here this morning that needs anything from the Lord?